What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about NFL free agency biggest winners and biggest losers. So this NFL free agency was maybe not headlined a lot by the signings overall. It was more headlined by a lot of big trades. So I think we should start by talking about um, our biggest winners. So who would like to start? I'll start, Henry, and uh, one of my biggest winners, actually, this shouldn't come to too much of a surprise, but I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the signing of Tom Brady was huge, and I think that was by far their biggest signing of free agency and biggest move. And also, uh, I would like to talk about how they kept all of the main parts of their defense. They re-signed Shaquille Barrett, who was, I'm pretty sure, the sack leader for the whole NFL last season. They signed him to the franchise tag, so they're keeping him for at least one more year. They also re-signed Nadam Kung Su and re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I would say Elliot could too. And I think another obvious one that we have would definitely be um, the Arizona Cardinals with the signing uh, or the trade of... Um, DeAndre Hopkins for, in my opinion, I think they won that trade by a landslide trading David Johnson, who's been hurt. And I think that I believe they did make a few moves where they did sign a offensive lineman or two, which I think was one of their, and, and a few guys on defense. And I think that those are going to be big additions for them, which will make them into my opinion, one of the, a, a very, very interesting contender for that sixth, seventh ish seed in the NFC next year. Yeah, Henry, talking about the Cardinals, uh, yeah, they did make that trade for DeAndre Hopkins, who was, that's huge for them uh, to compliment Kyler Murray, I think. And also, you mentioned the offensive lineman that they signed. They re-signed DJ Humphreys, which is big for them to protect Kyler Murray. So they signed Kenyon Drake for this year. And they also signed on the defensive side, Jordan Phillips and Devondre Campbell. Um. Yeah. Coming back to what Andrew said, the Buccaneers, I think, had a phenomenal offseason um, with a kind of unexpected move with signing Tom Brady. Uh, Shaq Barrett, as you mentioned, to the franchise tag. Jason Pierre-Paul and Adamic and Sue among the people that resigned with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Jason Pierre-Paul and Adamic and Sue proved last year with Shaq Barrett along them that they can be a lethal sack contender as a team to be very high up in the rankings as team-wise. And the Cardinals, yeah, signing or trading, sorry, for DeAndre Hopkins was very unexpected. And as Henry mentioned, I'm they won that trade. There's no hands down they won that trade. DJ Humphreys, I really like that signing or that re-signing to – protect Kyler Murray, and Kenyon Drake will get re-signed as well to run the ball as, as he's a running back. But I think the, this NFL draft will really, really depend on how they're going to do in the NFC. And I think the new, uh, the new NFL really is in their favor with the seventh team from each conference postseason. Yeah, also, Elliot, I think uh, 
that's uh, keeping Kenny and Drake this year was huge because of them uh, trading David Johnson. I think that's partially why they uh, felt the need to trade Johnson because I'm pretty sure his injuries were getting in the way of his playing time. Plus, I think they view Kenyon Drake as more of a running back for the future as he's younger and less injury prone. So I think because they uh, traded David Johnson, that signing of Kenyon Drake keeping him for this year is huge for them. But I would like to move on to one team that I think had a very good off season, even though they lost a couple off. Andrew, Andrew can I team. stop you here, actually? Yeah. I just want to go back to the Cardinals really quick. I do agree. I do like the Kenny and Drake signing, re-signing, but I'm very high on this young kid, Chase Edmonds. He had a great rookie campaign, or second. I, was he a rookie, guys? I think he was a second-year player, actually. Second-year player, but he didn't play much in his first year. But his little stunt before he got hurt and before they traded for Kenny Drake, he was phenomenal. I really liked his style of play. So I'm counting big on this one-two punch of Kenny Drake and Chase Edmonds. But, Andrew, why don't you continue with your third and final winner? Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, one big winner I have, they did lose a couple of their main pieces of their offense. But overall, I think they really... Uh, had a great offseason because most of all they boosted their defense and this is the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So yes, as I mentioned, they lost Philip Rivers and they also lost Melvin Gordon. They're starting quarterback and they're starting running back. Well, here, Chargers fans, no need to be worried. You guys still have Austin Eckler in that backfield, which I think was perfect. They're going to draft a new quarterback, new starting quarterback, much younger. I believe it will probably be Justin Herbert. Much younger, and I think uh, that's a very good future to look forward to in that quarterback spot, uh, imagining that they will select a quarterback there. And also, they signed Brian Bulaga from the Packers to protect their quarterback of the future that I expect they're going to be taking in the draft. And also, on the defensive side, they draft, or they signed it. They signed Chris Harris, who is probably the best defensive back available in free agency. So I think that was huge for them. Also, Linval Joseph from the Vikings, the defensive lineman. And Linval Joseph, I think, was a very underrated signing, and I think he'll boost that defensive line by a lot. And last but not least, they franchise-tagged Hunter Henry, which is big, I think, because Hunter Henry coming off injury. After he came off injury last year, he was doing very well. So I think uh, Hunter Henry will be great. He's young, and he has a great future. Yeah, Andrew, I agree with everything you said. Chris Harris, probably the best defensive back in this free agency class. Linval Joseph, I think, was really underlooked in Minnesota because they had all those defensive weapons, as in Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, yada, yada, yada. And um, the Hunter Henry uh, franchise tagging, I really don't know if it's a good move. We haven't really seen much of Hunter Henry in his career. He's so injury-prone, which I really don't like about that as a tight end. And I love seeing tight ends play in, on, in the Chargers uniform because I really like really liked Antonio Gates when he was very good for that Chargers team. And I really hope Hunter Henry does get non-injury prone. If he has a full year of playing, 
I think he'll be good, and that franchise tag will be a win of a free agency move. And the Melvin Gordon loss, as you mentioned, um, it was all right. I really am looking forward to this young one-two punch with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, who, in my opinion, Justin Jackson is very underrated. And Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback is going to change. I could even see them going out and signing Jameis Winston for this team if they don't want to draft a uh, quarterback right now. But I think overall they did win this free agency. Also, uh, you mentioned uh, possibly signing a quarterback uh, in free agency. Also, one quarterback that's out there that would be interesting to see if the Chargers will go after is Cam Newton. So he could be a great uh, booster for that uh, offense. Plus, he's uh, used to playing with uh, pass-catching running backs like Christian McCaffrey he used to play with. So Austin Eckler would be huge. That would be a great duo right there, uh, Cam Newton and Austin Eckler. But overall, I think the Chargers had an outstanding offseason, even losing, uh, even with losing Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I would agree with um, what you guys said for the Chargers, but before we move into our before we move into our quick break here, I want to mention a, another team that I believe had a bit of a better. I wouldn't say better, but I think I think they filled filled what was needed more, and I think that was the uh, Indianapolis Colts because they were in big need of a quarterback. As Jacoby Bursett, as we all saw, was definitely not the answer, and they signed Phillip Rivers. They they were still a little stuck on that linebacking core because they they had Darius Leonard, who definitely was a lot of made a lot of. He was a very good tackler, but he he wasn't as good at, of a uh, of a pass like defender, and I think they needed a guy like DeForest Buckner who could do a lot of pass rushing and drop back and cover. Um, cover some of those g- great tight ends, and also, although you may think they probably they probably do need another receiver, but I think this draft is very deep at receiver, and I think they're better off um, drafting a receiver than signing like a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, which they didn't do. So I think they're they're more set for the they're more set for this coming year than the Chargers are, like you guys mentioned. But I do agree that the Chargers had a very very great offseason. Henry, I would like to add uh, a couple more teams quickly that had a great offseason, I believe. The Bengals, uh, they kept A.J. Green. They franchise tagged him. I think that's huge. They signed D.J. Reader, Trey Wayans, Mackenzie Alexander, and Von Bell. So I think that really improved their, that defense right there. And also, they're most likely going to draft Joe Burrow. So I think that's a huge help at the quarterback position, just drafting him. Also, I'd like to mention the Browns. Uh, they signed two key guys, I believe, uh, Jack Conklin, to improve that offensive line for Baker Mayfield and Austin Hooper to give Austin Hooper or to give Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. Finally, a good tight end to throw to, along with his uh, great wide receivers and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They also signed Andrew Billings and Carl Joseph. And lastly, I would like to mention the Dolphins. They signed Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Adrian Colbert, and Emmanuel Ogba, just to name a few, to that to add to that defense. And I think that that was huge right there, especially Byron Jones and Kyle Van Noy. And they also added a good veteran running back in Jordan Howard, 
who I think that will be good, especially after they traded Kenyon Drake last year. And also, uh, not to mention, they signed Eric Flowers, who was an offensive lineman. And also, they have three first-round picks this year in the draft, so I'd like to see what they do with them. Yeah, I want to mention the Titans, who had a very underrated offseason. They got their quarterback of the future re-signed for four years in Ryan Tannehill, and they franchise-tagged the the running back of the future in uh, Derrick Henry. And their really big loss was Jack Conklin, and I really don't like to see that because I became a big fan of the Titans even though they beat my Ravens. But Jack Conklin was a big piece on that offensive line. But as Andrew mentioned, the Browns really did great with picking him up along as along with Austin Hooper. And Jack Conklin will block great for Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb. And also the Raiders, they didn't do much, but I really like the Mariota signing. I think that that will help them in the long run. Not the long run, but... Along the season, if Derek, I think Derek Carr will end up getting demoted to that back to that backup swap. Well, let's take our first break if everyone's ready. To let's hear from our sponsor today. Now we will move into our NFL free agency losers, starting with the biggest loser of them all, the Houston Texans, who did trade DeAndre Hopkins for no reason, picking up big contracts like Brandon Cooks and David Johnson, who are older players who don't necessarily fit the the Texans, as well as DeAndre Hopkins. And I think those are some of the worst moves that they could have made because they were destined for very good things come this season, and they kind of washed it all away. Yeah, and also about the Texans, as you mentioned, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, which was a huge loss for them. And I think they really lost the trust of DeAndre, or, uh, sorry, Deshaun Watson, that front office and coaching staff, because Deshaun Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins really had a bright future. And I think they really screwed that up there in uh, Houston. Also, they lost DJ Reader, which was a huge part of their defense. And the only thing that they managed to do kind of well was re-sign Bradley Roby. But honestly, I think they might have overpaid him a little bit. Yeah, honestly, what is the Texans front office doing in their heads? I'm just reading this detail right now. The Texans... I can just imagine anyone saying this and sounding stupid from a year ago today. The Texans are trading DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson, a huge contract, and a 2020 second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. But who, why, and why? There's no need for this. As Andrew mentioned, Deon, or Deshaun Watson lost so much trust, and I saw some trade rumors even for Deshaun Watson. And this is just stupid. And Bradley Roby, they did manage to re-sign. But I also do think that they overpaid. And I think they should have overpaid for even a better secondary piece if they wanted to. But I just am so lost with this Texans organization right now. Bill O'Brien is going to be miserable next year. And, hey, they could be the Oklahoma City Thunder of the NFL. But... 
I don't know where this team is going right now. I don't know if they're going to have a bright future. I don't know if this is all planning up with their plan and they were planning this years ago. What do you guys think about this? Give me your inner thoughts. There's nothing you can say that describes this bad enough. So if Ader doesn't have anything else to say, I think we should move on to our second team here. Well, I just think uh, the Texans really screwed up. I mean, I see where they were trying to go from uh, from doing this. They just really didn't want to sign DeAndre Hopkins once his contract was up and give him a huge uh, deal. I just don't think they were willing to do that. And they have Deshaun Watson, who is going to be coming off his rookie deal soon, and they're going to want to give him a ton of money. And I just don't think they were willing to give both of them the amount of money that they're going to need to get. So I think that's the only reasonable explanation for what they did, but I just don't think is the right move for their uh, team. Yeah, moving on now to the second team, I believe we all also have this team, the Minnesota Vikings, who did lose a ton of key pieces throughout their entire team. They lost corners such as Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes, defensive linemen such as, I believe, Linval Joseph, Danielle Hunter, and also a key wide receiver in Stefan Diggs for a first round pick, which was in my opinion, a, a solid trade for the Vikings. So I don't think they lost there, but what do you guys think the Vikings are? Do you guys agree with Vikings as a big loser here? Yeah, Henry. And also to mention, they also lost Mackenzie Alexander in that secondary and Everson Griffin is still unsigned. And it doesn't look like the Vikings are planning on re-signing him, actually. So I think the Vikings really lost a ton on defense, let alone they also lost Stefan Diggs. So I think, I think they'll be fine. I mean, the Vikings still have the key court of their offense and uh, Thielen, Cousins, and Cook. And they also still have a great defense. I mean, they lost a ton, but they're still a great team. But I, I just think they lost this free agency as a whole, losing the pieces that they did. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. This was my third loser. Um, Sorry. Uh, Stephon Diggs was a big loss for them. Now they only have Adam Thielen. But I can definitely see them making a draft night move to move up to get a great wide receiver in the draft because it's a very deep class. <clears throat> they also lost key components of their secondary, as in Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes. And Danielle Hunter and, and Everson Griffin is still unsigned, and I don't believe they will resign them. But as Henry mentioned earlier, Stephon Diggs, I don't think, was the biggest of their concerns, because I do think it was a fair trade for both teams. But it's just crazy to me how... The Bills got a the Bills traded a first round pick for Diggs and the Cardinals didn't have to trade a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. That's just mind blowing. But keep in mind, uh, with the Hopkins trade, they also gave up David Johnson, who might have a big contract, but he's still a proven running back in the I think. He's he's pro- most likely a top seven running back. I think you guys would agree in this league. I don't. I <laughs> but he he is a proven running back bottom line, so I think that's why uh, they didn't really have to give up a first round 
pick. But to get back on track here, I think the Stefan Diggs trade was uh, good for the Vikings because I don't think Stefan Diggs really wanted to stay in Minnesota much longer. It seemed like he was really seeking a trade there. And also, I think the Vikings really got the best value they could have asked for out of that trade. Yeah, uh, moving on now to the third team I have, but I know we all have different teams here. I have the Los Angeles Rams, who did lose star cornerback, uh, or star running back Todd Gurley. And I think that it's it's tough when you have the situation that he was in with him having arthritis. But I think it was necessary for them to cut him. But they also lost key defensive, uh, comp- key players uh, on their defense, such as Clay Matthews. And I don't know if it, who else they lost, but I know their defense did take a step back. Jared Goff is going to have a lot to prove this year. And I think this is going to be very interesting to see if he's actually that next level elite quarterback that we that we think he could be. Yeah, Henry, adding on, they also lost Brandon Cooks in that trade with the Texans. And they lost Eric Weddle, I'm pretty positive, to retirement. But you guys can correct me on that one. But And this might surprise you guys, but another component, which I think is huge, they lost their logo. I mean, their new logo, in my opinion, is disgusting. It's very disgusting. <laughs> I about that. I have to say the logo is definitely a downgrade from what they had. But going on to my uh, third loser, I had uh, Dallas, it's America's team. And I think really they lost a lot on the defensive side. I mean, they lost Malik Collins, they lost Robert Quinn, lost Byron Jones. I mean, and also on the offensive side, they didn't really lose much here. But I think uh, franchise tagging uh, Dak Prescott, I think they just were trying to avoid a long-term deal with him. But they're eventually, if they want to keep him, they eventually just have to cough up the money to him because he is not going to accept a low amount of money contract. He wants probably he wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. I personally don't think he should, but that's what he wants. And if they really want to keep him, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to pay him. So really... Franchise tag game, they just avoided that for another year. Probably angered him a little. And also, I think they really overpaid Amari Cooper. Yeah, they kept him, signed a five-year deal, but I do not think he's worth uh, $20 million per year. I don't know about you guys, but I just personally don't think he's that good. I mean, I no. I mean, I think he's a great wide receiver. I just don't think he's that good that he deserves $20 million a year is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think they really overpaid him. So overall, Dallas Cowboys, you lost free agency. Yeah. And Mari Cooper, going back to what you were saying, I really don't think he is a top five, even top seven wide receiver in the league. But that's just my opinion. He's a little smaller, I'm pretty sure, than most of the good wide receivers in the league. Um, But my third loser is the New England Patriots. They did lose the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Danny Shelton, Kyle Vannoy, and Jamie Collins are all big parts of the New England legacy defense, as you were, as we could say. They had very good defense last year. But I don't see them making the playoffs this year because of all their losses. This is not a prediction podcast. That will be coming soon after the draft. But this 
this free agency really hurt the Patriots. And and I know that they re-signed. Is it Devin McCourty? Did they re-sign? And I don't know if they made any great moves. But it's uh, does anyone have any like wild cards that could have made their list? Could have not. Yeah. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think uh, they just didn't really have a very impressive offseason. They traded A.J. Boye and uh, apparently Leonard Fournette on the trade block, which I just don't think is smart for their organization. And they have yet to sign a quarterback to compete with Gardner Minshew, which I think is a big mistake. Man, Gardner Minshew is a totally lovable person. I mean, it's just, yeah, he's just a very lovable player, likable player. But I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. I don't think he's a high-tier starting quarterback. And I really think they should have at least gone after a quarterback in free agency by maybe re-signing Nick Foles or going after Phillip Rivers. They could still possibly go after Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, but they have yet to show any signs of trying to sign a higher-tier quarterback than Gardner Minshew. So I think they definitely lost free agency. Andrew, adding on to you, they also lost Calais Campbell, and I don't want to say his first name because I know I'll get it wrong, but Ngakwe. He's Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe, I'm pretty sure, is seeking for a trade. Uh, I, there weren't a bunch of big-time losers, but these four are definitely big ones. And Andrew, do you – er, sorry, Andrew. Henry, do you have any other – Notables? No, I think we're good. I mean, I don't think there's much left to say if you guys want to wrap it up here. Yeah, I just want to mention a couple of unsigned free agents right now. So, Jadavion Clowney is still left unsigned. Also, Jameis Winston. And then I'm pretty sure Jason Peters, offensive tackle from the Philadelphia Eagles, is also unsigned. Logan Ryan cornerback from the titans that'll be interesting if they choose to re-sign him eli apple uh cornerback from the saints he is a very interesting case because his deal with the uh las vegas raiders was uh he was set to sign with them and it totally fell through so that's interesting and also the last person i want to mention is darquez denard from uh cincinnati Bengals, cornerback yeah, there's two more I'd like to mention before we wrap it up. Obviously, you mentioned one, Cam Newton. And the second one, I think, is Devontae Freeman, who has had a very shaky career for the Atlanta Falcons, and he did get released. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if he does even get signed by a team because the running back position is being so undervalued nowadays. I don't think he will even get signed. One last thing, Henry. So I mentioned earlier the Jaguars have put Leonard Fournette on the trading block. And I would like to see one team in specific, or specifically go after him. And this team is the Los Angeles Rams. I think he would be a huge help to that backfield, especially after just cutting Todd Gurley. I think they're really lacking in that position right now after cutting him. So I really want them to go after and trade for Leonard Fournette. I think that could really add to their offense there. Yeah, just one more person, Marcus Coleman, the edge rusher. I don't know if you mentioned him, Andrew. Edge rusher from, I believe, the Giants. Yeah. Um, I actually really like him as a player, but he's unsigned as well, and I hope he gets a deal. 
Yeah, if we're good to wrap it up here, I like the all clear. Yeah. All right. Uh, once again, as always, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. We appreciate everybody who listens to our podcast, as well as we want to thank um, everybody for 600 plays we are at now. We forgot to mention 500. And I think that's it for today. We'll see you guys next the next time. Not next time, but two podcasts away. We do have a very, very interesting guests coming on our podcast. So stay tuned for that. But we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.